Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. Yes. 30 minutes. Jacoby, it's a, it's a summer episode, you know? We're just, we're, we're both doing our summer thing. We're not together in studio. I always feel like it'd be necessary to disclose that. I don't know why. <laughs> just journalistically? I don't know. I just want everyone to know the vibe, you know? <laughs> the vibe. Yeah, I'm tan for the first time in like three years. It's great. Congrats, man. All right, let's get into it. First of all, if you have feedback and you want us to let us know your vibe, give us a call at 646-2138. And now to the Los Angeles Times, where Lucas Peterson, who is a food columnist for the Los Angeles Times, has done something that honestly I'm really jealous of. I wish that we had done this. This how- is ridiculous that we have. It's one of those, it's like wheels on a suitcase. Like, how has no one done this before? So it's like so obvious and also so smart. Lucas ranked bottled water and... I can't wait to get into his rankings. I have a lot of thoughts, but my number one thought is I'm jealous of this idea. Great job, Lucas. Yeah, shout to Lucas. Lucas is a god. Um, Of course, like any great piece of art, I have some notes. Of course. You know? Of course. I have some notes. I have some notes for Lukey, but I would just want to just tip of the cap to Lucas because this is something, when I saw the headline on the, the, the Google Doc, I was like, yeah, why haven't we done this before? I know. Great job, Lucas. <laughs> anyway, off to his rankings, his number one bottled water, Mountain Valley, which is really a rich person's water. So, Lucas. It really is. It really is. Thank you for saying for that. You. <laughs> yeah. And then he even writes in the thing, he's like, that dark green glass bottle. It's just, it's something about it. I'm like, yeah, I, it cost $8. That's what it is about it's it, so Lucas. It's so expensive yeah, yeah, and so yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen people that get like, um, large quantities of Mountain Valley delivered to their home. It is yes. such a luxury item. It's like having a second home. It's like having a beach house. I it once really went is. to 
went to a friend's home and she off. We were watching hoops. She offered me water and she offered me mountain, mountain Valley water. And I was like, Oh cool. Can I get a cup? And she was like, why? And I was like, you mean I can have the whole bottle? And she's like, yeah, we have tons of them. (laughs) And I was so surprised and shocked. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's not like a Bentley. It's kind of like, like a, it's like, like an a, Aston having, Martin. It's, yeah, it's like having a jetpack. It's like yeah. having a jetpack. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, how are you going to get there? You're going to drive? Like, no, I'm just going to fly. Like, you're going to fly. I have a jetpack in my backyard. Like, oh, really? You're going to take the jetpack to the restaurant. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'll meet you in the parking lot. It's very good water. I think we all agree. But I have a question for you. How much does the container of your bottled water impact your enjoyment and also your likelihood to buy it? Because that's a really oh, big factor huge, for me. Huge factor for me. I don't want me. a glass bottle. It's too heavy. And also, like, I understand that boxed water is better for the environment, and I get that, and I love what they're trying to do, but I do not like water from a milk carton. I can't Mm. do it. I just cannot do it. I drink a lot of core water because I have a a strange drinking habit, um, non-alcoholic related, and um, large lips, and the (laughs) wide mouth of the core bottle lets the air flow in and the water flow out at the perfect rate for my my drinking um, angle and my lip size. And I find that I drink, I buy core when I see core at the store, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get that because it's going to be a great air slash liquid flow in and out. Um, I, I don't like a, a plastic bottle. I actually like the carton, but I actually really like a can. And so I like liquid death, liquid death. Yeah. I, Lucas has it really far down his right. Really low, really it's low. And he, he mentions that he mentions the taste of the can. And I was like, Lucas, this is, this is the placebo effect. That's Absolutely. good water in there. You're it's just associating really it with the can feel on your mouth, but there's good quality water in there. I, I, I stand by liquid death. Oh, me too. Cause he also put another one that I really like, which is open water in a can bottle. And it's a or aluminum bottle. And I really I was like, like that. What? I can, I can <laughs> bottle. <laughs> aluminum bottle or whatever. But I have a really weird, sensitive um, taste buds, and I don't like the taste of a bottled water. So I love a, a lot of what Lucas has put in his beer B tier, which I'm offended by. I can't believe how low some of these are. But then the thing is, he's just like really Lucas is fancy. He has Aquapana he's number fancy. four, yes, which yeah, is also it's just like, another I fucking feel rich like person water. What Lucas needs to do is is be in lockstep with the common man, like we are here at Food News, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the things on his list, list like I've never heard of that, Lucas. You know, I know, like, number, it's not available to me. Like a lot of these are not available to me as waters. Aqua- Aqua Carpartica is from Romania and he put yeah. it number two. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've like, never heard Lucas, of that. Where did he get it? Wait, wait, what are you doing? Like, it's it just, I, I feel like it, it wants to be sort of a survey, a survey kind of a post. And I was really excited about it, but I think he needs to, someone needs to, his editor needs to say, Lucas, let's just rank waters that are available to people. You right. know what I mean? Like, because there's some on the list, like, I've never heard of that. Like, I don't know, two thirds of them I've heard of. One third, I'm like, I've never heard of that water in my life. I've never seen it. I don't even know what this is. Lucas, what are you doing? At number six, he has Starkey, which is another one I've never heard of. But then in description, I'm just like, I don't know if I actually want to taste this. This is what he writes. This is the curveball at the top of my list. It's the most interesting tasting water I tried. It's thick with an almost savory flavor. There's a late sweetness that lingers in a vaguely sulfuric smell, like bathing in an actual hot spring. Like, do I want that? I don't know. Sulfuric I, I, water? No. I, 
I'm kind of curious to taste it because the the texture is what really got me. The thickness, yes. like I'm the like, viscous, huh. the viscosity of water. I, I I feel like halfway. I was I read this post as you did halfway through. I was like, this guy's running out of ways of describing water. <laughs> like it really became like a thought exercise at some at one point. Instead of just a water taste test, he was just like it was really sort of a, a writing test more than anything else. <laughs> well, great job by him. I will just say the other water, my go-to water in a plastic bottle these days is Essentia, and I believe Essentia. He, he has that really low. Wait, I've always called it Essentia. It's Essentia. Uh, I have no idea. I might be wrong. He he has. Okay. It's just it's just in my head. You're probably right because it's like essential, but not with the L. Yeah. It's like Essentia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I was going. <laughs> he with. has it at seventy one, which is offensive. I just that think is we, ridiculous. We have different taste. Buds. Essentia is also expensive in its own right. Like for yeah. me, I'm splurging when I get Essentia, and then like at one point he ranks Fiji. He's like Fiji, duh. I was like, what? Like, I don't like Fiji water. It has a gross taste, and he notes that it's like it's very. He does. <laughs> It's very divisive. Anyway. What got me on Fiji is it's in Oprah's rider for any mm. of her appearances. So any time I look at it, I think about Oprah and anything that Oprah co-signs is good. So I love Fiji. Um, I once went to a 21st birthday party in Las Vegas when I was in college and it was a rich friend who was hosting and we just ordered so much Fiji water like at the pool because we were hungover. Like, I think we spent like thousands of dollars on water. And that kind of, <laughs> that's my permanent association with Fiji water. Um, well, you and Lucas would get along good then. I, ha- I, this is a big I, have more water, I have more water takes. Oh, okay. I was at a house party and a friend of a friend, a man I had never met before in Los Angeles and he was kind of like 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 tall, skinny, handsome Los Angeles guy, like kind of like wore clothes that hadn't been like washed in quite some time. Oh god. And he was like a water guy. Like he loved water. And we got on this this topic of conversation and we burned like 50 minutes at a house party with a passionate water discussion, which is just gold. You know what I mean? It was absolute gold. And I was talking to him about the pH numbers and I was like, I like like a high pH value. And he's like, guess what? He's like, that's just the pH going in. It changes mm. over time. Whoa. That's a false pH. And when, when it, it's everything I ever thought about water, this man just debunked. And it was a, a great house party performance from that guy. Shout out to him. I do think that water needs to be like water packaging needs to be, um, less esoteric and more regulated. I'm just like, what do these words yes. mean? I, yes. I have no Let- idea what this is. Yeah, like let's um let's quantify this shit. You know yeah. what? What exact pH is? Is how much sodium is there? Like, give me give me all of it. Give me a taste some taste things. There should be like a standard stamp, like the same way that like there nutrition is. facts for water. Yeah, exactly for water. But like, you know, does it taste like sulfur or not? <laughs> Where is it on Lucas's scale? We need to we need to know more from Lucas. Yes. All right, let's move on. More beverage news. Blake Lively is our second celebrity of 2023 who is launching an alcohol brand, though she does not drink. <laughs> After Jennifer Lopez, of course. We will be trying that in the future. Um, I have a question for you. When a celebrity Mm -hmm. attaches their name to a product, like what does that even mean to you? Um, I just think about the finances behind it all. So that's like, the first thing I go to. Of course. So you you're not like I need to know if Blake Lively drinks this or like if I like it. Like the fact that she's involved. Like what is that? Aside from the finances, because obviously alcohol is a cash cow, and that's why every celebrity is involved. Every celebrity yes, worth anything is worth involved. Has, has some sort of an, an alcoholic beverage, yes. <laughs> but so, like, are you mad? I think it's a weird brand move, like just for for J Lo and Blake Lively to do that when they notably don't drink. But like, are you mad because people were mad at Blake Lively for launching this? You know, I'm glad you asked this question to me because I asked that question of myself. I was like, which side, <laughs> which side am I on here? 
right? Like, do I think it's bullshit that she does not drink and like has baked that into her brand? Like I am a non drinker. And then is like, but if I did guess what, these are the perfect summer cocktails that is on its face bullshit. But at the same time, I'm like, if Blake Lively's agent calls minutes. and is like, you've got to do a four hour photo shoot and give two quotes for a press release. And we're going to get, I don't know, a uh, million dollars plus some equity in the company. How do you say no to that? Yeah, like, of course. It's it's kind of like I see both sides of this one. So I, when you ask the question, I'm firmly, um, I'm, I'm firmly straddling both sides of that fence. <laughs> I see it all. I see all angles, and I don't know where I stand. So I'm right on the fence. But so you're not mad at her making money, which I agree, fine. But like, do you feel betrayed as like um, like, like you're like someone's giving me this alcoholic beverage, but they don't know shit about alcoholic beverages. It's not just that it's when I become a, an extremely famous and influential celebrity based on the, the popularity of the food news podcast, I would like to think that when my agent calls and says, we have this multi-million dollar opportunity, it's going to be a very light lift for you. Um, and, but it's, um, uh, it's for bras and I'd be like, well, I don't really wear bras. I don't know anything about bras. That is Maybe. such a fucking weird pull by you. That <laughs> is listen, so weird. Listen, listen. <laughs> And I was like, I'd just be like, maybe we could find something else. You know what I mean? I just feel like she could be like, maybe something else. Like, this isn't really my lane. Like, I don't really drink at all. I told everyone I don't drink. So, like, I appreciate the opportunity. Please just, like, very politely pass on this opportunity. And when something else comes up that maybe I have a little bit more of a passion for, I'll endorse that. That's how I feel like it should have gone. I'm so distracted by you choosing bras as your product, but I will just say, I think this is a bad move by Blake Lively. I'm not mad about it. Cause like, I don't really buy beverages based on celebrity endorsements anyway. So I don't care. Mm, I buy Fiji water based on Oprah. So, okay. We're, I, I said, I, I don't say, I didn't okay. say we, <laughs> but Blake Lively, everything about this is so fake. She announced it on her Instagram and this is the caption. Drinking isn't my thing, but for fuck's sake. And she wrote F asterisk so she didn't even write out fuck <laughs> for, fuck's, for fuck's sake flavor is homemade recipes real fruit real ingredients quality booze no crap also a real time saver which is why i really did it and it's just like that is so brazenly marketing copy it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with blake lively involved just makes her seem really fake so i think this was a bad move which is funny because her husband ryan reynolds is so good at getting like so emotionally and financially invested in products yes. and as a result is really rich so he should tell her how to do this a little bit better. I agree. I agree. I think maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe a part of this is she's like lying in bed, just watching him count his checks from well, his various different, different, you know, business ventures. And she's like, I need to catch up a little bit here. Maybe this is he, a competitive move. He made so much money off of gin recently. So that's, I think part of it. Um, it was, so, his company was sold for 610 million, which obviously he doesn't own all of it, but like he's making a nice chunk of change off that. So. Ooh, I can almost guarantee that the same sort of like, booze parent companies definitely that do his gin do this as well this is 100%. an in, internal move right here i don't even have to look it up i'm just gonna state it as fact into a microphone that's a fact <laughs> all right moving on mike and i have a colleague named chelsea and chelsea sent us or she alerted us to this tiktok trend of people eating raw vegetables with a pile of mustard on top of it and um it's really popular but people are also disgusted by it Jacoby, you're a mustard, uh, Big mustard guy. enthusiast. Would you do this for three days? Raw vegetables Absolute, and mustard. 
Absolutely not. It's it gets even weirder though. It's you see, raw vegetables and mustard is actually kind of normal. It as a crudite, involves, it's a snack, not as your whole diet. It also involves sausage. It involves sausage and cottage cheese. Yeah. So it's like you take raw vegetables and sausage and dip them in a, a, a mix of a mustard glob and some cottage <laughs> cheese, and you do that to like quote unquote lose weight or whatever. Would I do this? No. Do I love mustard? Yes. Do I think mustard is a good dip for a raw vegetable? Yes. But that to me would be a very, very small amuse-bouche, and then later I would eat real food. That wouldn't be the food that is the real food. It's super weird. It's like a it's like a it's like a manic paleo diet where you're like, I'm just having raw vegetables, sausage, mustard, and a side of cottage cheese. But basically the I feel like this happens sometimes with fad diets where like the food is actually either so unsatisfying or so bad that you have to douse it in some kind of vet some kind yes. of sauce. And they've chosen mustard here. But like just having a ton of mustard can't be good for you. There's like so much sodium in it. It's like a shelf stable no. food. Anything that can last on the shelf for like a year at a time, like you probably a should year? be having it in large quantities. Oh, I, mustard could go for a decade. A decade. <laughs> Bring it into the bomb shelter with you. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is a nuclear fallout diet, so I'm just concerned <laughs> yes. about them. Although maybe it's the wave of the future. Who knows? All right. Next, we love to discuss disputes between delivery people and uh, customers. And this week, there is a video from the equivalent of a ring video of a man delivering pizza and something else on top. There was some other side to mm -hmm. a woman. We can't see her. Um, did you watch the video? No. Oh my God. So it's, it's a ring video. Her dog runs out and attacks this pizza delivery guy. It doesn't, that's not true. It doesn't attack her. It's like, <laughs> I, mean, I have seen this video just in my regular life. I didn't see it in the, the, the document. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't attack the person, but the dog does like lick the guy's leg. And of course, as a dog hater, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like control your dog. It's like, he's delivering your pizza. He didn't sign up for this. But anyway, he hands her the hands her the pizza and like what I think it looks like it was like wings on top or something. Yeah, it's like a garlic and, knots or some sort of like a bag of things on top. Yeah. And he says to her, Hey, it's a pretty nice house for a five dollar tip. Fuck you. And then he walks off. <laughs> so brilliant. And insin insinuating that she drinks Mountain Valley water and only gave him a five dollar tip. And the pizza was 20 bucks. So that's a 25% tip. Um, do you think this, first of all, is this an appropriate tip? Five bucks? Absolutely. 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 I agree. That is a, more than enough. Agreed. I mean, more than enough. If, I, if it was a, a $300 order, no. But on a $20 <laughs> order, a $5 tip, that is huge. And yeah. I'm also going to say is growing up, I know infl if, if, even inflation adjusted, tips were like a little something, something. Yeah. $1, $1.75, $2, $3. Like it was just a little something, something on top. Thank you for delivering this food. But the real business is me buying the food. Right? Yeah, of course. And I feel like that has changed recently, especially with the third party apps. As we've discussed, the default setting is like 15, 20%. 20%. Yeah. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, I'm not giving this guy $9 to hand me food. This is his job. I will tip you well, but I'm not giving you $9. I was glad to find out the tip went to him, obviously, since we've just been discussing tips. Yes. Oh, and side note, John and Vinny's changed the language on their, on their uh, checks because of the lawsuit oh. we discussed. Yes, um, but uh, not because of the lawsuit, because of us. Because of us. Be no, yes. but it, they now say that it is not a gratuity. Um, anyway, $5 is definitely sufficient. I just, I, I don't understand, like, berating your customer. Do you think this person's never going to order again? How can you be sure that you're not going to, like, 
come to this house again. I, I don't know. I would never do that with Leandro. Or, or if I were Leandro, I would never want to do that to me, my salad delivery man. So this is very, just a bad career move, in it's my opinion. Also, but there's also a part of me as the person who just gave you $5 to deliver me my pizza and garlic knots. Thank you for the compliment about my house. I appreciate That's that. True. that. That'd be one of my takeaways. I'd be like, thank you for saying my house is nice. <laughs> That's there true. you go. Yeah. It's Great just, point. You're right. This is a nice house. I've worked hard on it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. Rouse. Is it called Rouse? That's what I say. Rayos. 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 Yeah. Rayos. One thing we've learned from this podcast, <laughs> I don't know how to say anything. Rayos the, makes the um, delicious sauce, the, be- the best mm-hmm. grocery store sauce, I would say. Marinara Ooh, sauce. Great, great question. I can't. I think it's top of the line. It's like, you yeah. know, it's going to be good. It tastes. We'll just go traditional because there's so many different varieties. Like, oh, sure. this one's Parmesan, this one's whatever. But like, just a straight up, just a like red sauce. Yeah. Rayos. It's, I cannot think of another one off the top of my head that I would prefer. It's really good. Many agree. I've never been to a Rayo's restaurant, but anyway, if you agree, for $1,000, you can get a Rayo's uh, leather bag that looks like a bottle, but is a, a purse. And this is like kind of a trend right now of like very mm-hmm. commercialized leather yeah. bags. But I gotta say, I like it. Not for $1,000, but it's a nice bag. And they did, <laughs> That was they, my takeaway too. I was like, the price point is what's killing me here. But if you yeah. drop that, you might have me as a customer. <laughs> yeah, if it was like... I think my my upper limit on this is like thirty five dollars, and I don't know when I would use it. But thirty five for I mean, a leather purse? Come on, Juliet! You're know, starting a, a negotiation at this point. You're starting a negotiation. You're like, ah, you started a thousand. I'm going thirty five. Let's meet in the middle. How often could I really use my Rayo's leather bag, though? You know, price per use is really low. Good point. I mean, sorry, really high. I was thinking like one seventy five. That's what I was thinking. Wow. I, if I got this as a present, I think I'd be excited. Like, I would be like, oh, cool. This is like a unique thing. It, it is like a nice bag. And they did another one. They, they have the marinara and then they have a vodka arabiata to pr- to promote their new vodka arabiata sauce. Anyway, mm. I, th- I thought it seemed pretty good. I, I liked the idea. Smart. And also I feel like Ten Mario's is like minutes. a luxury brand. Like, yes. it's like hard to get a, also hard to get a reservation at the restaurant. So I get it. I like it. Anyway, next. Subway has announced that they're going to start slicing meat at their individual locations, which this. to me, I was like, wait, what? They weren't doing that already? I guess I hadn't thought about it. I don't frequent Subway, but I was like, holy shit, that's gross. Oh, so you're obviously not watching very many baseball contests because no. what is happening is, is Jersey Mike's is doing this push on if it isn't freshly sliced, then oh. it isn't Jersey Mike's. So they're oh. making this whole push. They've got a whole multi-million dollar campaign about the freshly sliced meats, which is a direct shot at Subway. So Subway was like, they had a meeting in their conference room catered by Subway, of course, and they sat around and they were all wearing suits, middle-aged white guys. And they're like, should we just weather this storm? Like, can we just get through this attack from Jersey Mike's? And they're like, yes, we can. They had another meeting like four or five months later. They're like, I think we have to take action because Jersey Mike's <laughs> is eating our lunch right now. Pun very much intended. And they're like, we got to freshly slice it. They're like, what's that going to cost? I mean, it's got to cost so much money to make this adjustment. And somewhere in another conference room with other white dudes in suits, they're like, we did it. We made Subway bend to our will. We are, we are now... No longer just a little brother. We're the little brother that just won at one and one in the driveway basketball hoop. I'm I'm really happy for Jersey Mike's in this story. I, I am too. I really like Jersey Mike's. 
I am curious how this will change this, the taste and smell of Subway. Like the, everything about mm. the Subway experience is very specific to me. And I'm very curious. To, I think it's a bread thing, but I don't know. Like, will this just be it a game is, changer for Subway? Subway used to push their freshly baked bread. That was like yeah. their big thing. And that was their point of differential. And then Jersey Mike's just went with the freshly sliced. And I think that if you blindfolded me and... And then spun me around and put me in a car and drove me somewhere. Subway is one of the, the one places where I'd be like, I'm definitely in a subway right yeah, now. Absolutely. You know I mean? it's like, yeah. It's like there's all these stuff. Like, I'd be like, this is a gas station. You know what I mean? I can smell the gas. Like, like this is a subway. This is definitely a subway. It's one of the very few places on earth that I could definitely recognize with a blindfold on. I think this whole thing is a win for both. Here we are talking about Jersey Mike's and Subway. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how Subway evolves. And I still know that I like Jersey Mike. So good job, everyone. Good job, sandwich yeah. industry. And also, sandwiches, the Capriati's thing we had earlier on Food News was a big revelation to me. I'm a big um, potbelly guy, too. I love, love a potbelly pot sandwich. Love pot a potbelly awesome. sandwich. Ugh. Love a potbelly sandwich with the works. Oh, God. Um, I love that you can choose your bread thickness. I love that yes. pickles are basically standard. So many standard. great things about just, it. Yes. They have, they have great mustard. It's just a really a wonderful establishment. On that note, shall we do our taste test? We shall. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
All right, Jacoby, we're doing separate. We're eating separate things because we're in separate places. But it's summer themed. What do you What are you tasting today? Oh, I get to go first. This is exciting. Um, yeah. We went on a flight of strawberries, and I will never forget the hydroponically grown sort of like lab manufactured strawberries that looked gross, that tasted amazing. Those were the best they strawberries. They gross. They just looked like they were from a wax they, museum. They were pink instead of red. They were non, they didn't look good, but they tasted so sweet, so light, so perfect. And I'm in Long Island, New York, driving around, and there's lots of these like farm stands everywhere where you mm-hmm. get eggs and local corn and different berries and such. So we got some local strawberries as we've been testing strawberries lately. And I have a local Long Island strawberry. It's very small. Bought from a, a strawberry stand in front of a strawberry field, right? Now, later on, we went to get some corn from another stand, and the woman who sold the corn to my wife said, any strawberries that you bought are not actually local. And then my wife said that to me, and I was like, does that mean that the strawberries we bought are not local? And then I said to her, I was like, it was in front of a strawberry field. Like, I saw the strawberries in the ground. These have to be local unless they're like, they set up a strawberry field. They don't sell those strawberries. They ship in the strawberries from somewhere else. So I'm very perplexed about the the origin story of this particular strawberry but I will now taste it. A local, I think, Long Island strawberry. It fits, which it's like, looks like a raspberry, like a really large raspberry because it's so small. Dark red, dark, dark red, but like a, almost a, a maroon burgundy vibe and not that sweet. Um, more sour than most strawberries, like the ones mm. we tasted, but a refreshing sour. You know what okay. I mean? Like it's like, it's not sweet, but it's not bad. It's like a nice sort of like zip in my mouth as I eat it. As you know, I like to have relationships with my food when they enter my mouth. And this one is like a really bubbly, um, talkative person who like, you can go on a long car ride and not have to think of a single thing to talk about because they talk the whole time. That's You're what so the relationship driven. You really care about mm-hmm. relationships. All right. I went, the, I went the opposite direction. I was like, you know what? I just been wanting to have ice cream every single day. So I went to the store and I got a new Ben and Jerry's flavor called Boston B O S S I N apostrophe. I don't know why Boston cream pie. And it's one of their topped from their top lines. When you open the pint on top, there's like a layer of chocolate ganache. And then underneath it is vanilla custard ice cream with cake pieces and pastry cream swirls. So I'm going to take a bite. Do you like a Boston cream pie donut? I love a Boston cream pie donut. And there's a, um, a gelato place by my house that is very famous There's a line outside. And what they do is they have the gelato, but on top of that is sort of this upper crust um, the upper crust is like a, a chocolate shell that you then get a little crunch and a little mush with every time they serve you the gelato. And it's amazing. This doesn't have the crunch and mush, but it's a really good flavor. The thing about Ben and Jerry's is like, I always like the flavors, but they don't taste like what they say they're going to going to. Whereas like mm. someplace like, I feel like a Van Lewin is like much better at mimicking the taste of of a non-ice cream thing. This is delicious, but it doesn't remind me of Boston cream pie donut. Oh, and I'm, I want to know about the cake pieces. That doesn't sound appetizing to me because cake is oh. kind of like non-flavory. Like, do you're getting cake pieces? I like cake and ice cream, but the texture is not differentiated enough. It's The pieces are too small. Yeah, it just all kind of blends together into like mushy deliciousness. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to personal food news. And while we're talking about ice cream, I have been having a lot. And I feel... My personal food news is I'm concerned that soft serve frozen ice cream, soft serve ice cream, I don't even know how to speak, <laughs> is becoming an endangered species. As someone who oh. loves soft serve, 
it's really hard to find good soft serve outside of like Mr. Softy in a couple a couple of places. Wow. I love soft Interesting. serve. And it's just, I don't know, like it's just like out of favor right now, but I needed to have a revival. Well, a couple things. Um, I find that soft serve ice cream is being replaced by those sort of like 16 handles kind of a vibe. Right. And those are on like the way you out get too. Yogurt. Yeah, you get kind of get yogurt there. I love a soft serve, but when now that you mention it, very few sort of brick and mortar places serve soft serve. A, a lot of times you're getting soft serve. It's up from a vehicle. It's from something with wheels. Yeah. It's not from a, something with like plumbing and electricity, like a, like a dairy queen. Um, I do love soft serve. I think soft serve is also one of the challenges it has is there's just not a lot of varieties of flavors. Like, yeah. and there's no chunks so that you can't minutes. get Rocky road soft serve. It's just not a thing. Well, I like a soft serve dip with like the hard shell on the outside. I don't know. I just feel like this is a delicacy that I, I think not enough people are treasuring and therefore it's going away. Anyway, need to share my concern. Your turn, Jacobs. My personal food news is um, I love to grill. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a grill master. I'm, people are very opinionated about grilling and this isn't that. I'm not one of those people. I don't really care. It's like a golf. It's like, yeah, I golf, but I'm not good at it. So I don't care. Same thing with grilling. I grill. I'm not good at it. I don't care. But uh, we're at a rental home here in lovely Long Island, and they have a grill. And I was like, oh, I will make, you know, I'll make some food on the grill. It is a wood pellet burning grill. So it's like rabbit food. You get this bag full of like rabbit food and you feed it in there. You plug it into the wall. You can you can use your phone to control it. Wow. And it's like it's digital. And it was very intimidating at first. But it really is like more of a smoker than a grill. But mm. it was very scary at first. It took a lot of getting used to. But me and this grill have really built a relationship. And we're getting along <laughs> great right now. And I made some really good wings on it yesterday. So I just wanted to say, anyone who's considering a wood pellet grill, it's weird at first. But once you get used to it, you really get used to it. And it's very convenient. Does it have like a different like taste to the grill? Yes. It's more smoky. Less char. Like when you do a burger, you don't get like that blackened, like crispy outside. It's more of a red-hued, smoky-flavored um, 30 like seconds. Smoked. It's smoked meats instead of just meats, but it's great. I really support it. And um, I would even get one myself, I would say. Wow. I don't want to yeah. get one. That sounds, does not sound good to me, but interesting. Um, yeah. All right. We have time for listener. We kind of have time for listener food news. Hit it. Juliet and Jacoby, this is Chris from the 508 calling in with a request for food news fall break. Hope y'all can be planning an epic adventure. Might I suggest a three-day road trip excursion? Nashville to Atlanta with a pit stop in Pittsburgh, Tennessee to see the world's largest cast iron pan. As y'all know, there's quite a few <laughs> oh in Nashville. God. You can crush them all day breakfast at the Cast Iron Museum, hit a few standalone drive-throughs on the way, and then in Atlanta, snag Jalen for a three-person pod as you explore the finest dining Atlanta has to offer. Keep giving the people what they want. I thought this was going to be a Waffle House plug, but this is a great plan. Thanks, Chris. This is great. This is Chris. You know what? Let's do it. I'm in. I'm I'm in. in. We'll we'll fly to Nashville, rent a car, go see the cast iron pan. We'll go to Atlanta and we'll eat wings at Magic City, something that I've heard is really good. I've never done it in my life. And we'll get Jalen. Can Lou Williams come? Let's do this. I think he's already there. I don't think, oh. I don't think he comes. Okay, he'll meet I mean, us there. We'll yeah, meet yeah, him he'll, there. <laughs> he'll be there. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you don't invite him to his own home. He's just already there. <laughs> I love this. I, and I want to do some Gus's fried chicken. It's one of the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life. Uh, it in sounds Nashville. great. 
We'll do I'm a in. Waffle House. We'll go see the Big Skillet, and we'll go to Long Island to go to um to Atlanta in Magic City. It'll I can't be believe Chris from the five hundred eight. I thought Chris from the five hundred eight wanted us to do like a Vermont maple syrup tour or something. Yeah, but no, guess not. All right. No, shout to Chris. He really has our best interest in mind. Yeah, thanks, man. Shout uh, to Chris. Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. We'll be back next week. Get some soft serve. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.